This podcast is brought to you by Anchor, the fastest and easiest way to make a podcast. But more on that later. For now, let's get right into today's podcast. Quick reminder before we get into today's episode of the podcast, I want to remind every single one of you to go to our podcast page on Instagram at Listen to This Why You Shit. Go over to our Twitter page at Listen and Shit. Give us a follow on both accounts. We post clips three times a week on both accounts. And if you have the time and if you are an iOS user, iPhone, iPad, MacBook, whatever you got, I need you to go over to the Apple Podcast app, leave a rating review. Uh, whether you hate the podcast or you love the podcast, doesn't matter. Reviews help the podcast, get recommended to more people. And since you're already on your phone or your MacBook or your tablet or your iPad, whatever the fuck you're using, uh, go over to YouTube. Just hop, skip over to YouTube and uh, subscribe to our channel at Listen to This Why You Shit. Uh, hit the bell icon to get notified whenever I drop a new video. Um, I'm poor and I want to make money off this shit. And subscribing will really help a lot. Just all you got to do is subscribe. Come on, say it with me. Subscribe. No, I know. It's weird. But, like, I know you're in your car right now, so it's fine. Subscribe. Matter of fact, I know you're on a bus right now, and you're not trying to look crazy. I get it. Come on, just mouth it with me. You ready? One, two, three. Subscribe. Cash. What do you got going on, Lee? You don't fuck with that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Her cousin's hot. Hey, shoot. Her cousin's hot. What do you have for a house? Yeah. 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 What? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Back of the work, put it on the scale. I'm a real demon, we gon' go to hell. I keep a hammer and a bullet that nails. Goody slips, but I rather finale. Niggas ain't trapping, why you got a scale? Trapping, yeah, we going to yell. No graduation, I might get expelled. Hurricane's hot, no, he gon' tell. I get the work off like a mover. Walk down, I'm a creep like a cougar. Internet niggas, stay on your computer. Got the band, all I need is a tube. Niggas squares, I'ma call them a grid. Might drive your grandmother by a wig. Got it out the mud, feel like a pig. Let's just cool. Riding around with a scene. If I was you, I would jump off a bridge. Try to make him hold his heart like the plague. He ain't trapping, I don't care what they say. Locked in with a plug like a drink. I never freeze like some walk in the fridge. In the store like Piggy and Craig. Ran off, I ain't doing no gig. Last up, a nigga, give me your bread. Bag of the work, put it on the scale. I'm a real demon, we gon' go to hell. I keep a hammer and a bullet that nail. Gucci fence, but I ride a Chanel. Niggas ain't trapping, why you got a scale? Trapping in the air, we going to yell. No graduation, I might get expelled. Her cousin's hot, no, he gon' tell. Call. Hello, who is he? Try to cross me, he got hung on the crucifix. Little nigga say he side, do it then. Nigga say he got a gun, shoot it then. Do the dash, Paul Walker, ludicrous. Call LG, we go to root crib. He gon' rob me, nigga, you stupid. Niggas hate, cause they love when you lose it. Bag of the work, put, put it on, on the, the scale. scale. I'm a real demon, we gon' go to hell. I keep a hammer and a bullet that nails. Gucci fists, but I rather Chanel. Niggas ain't trapping, why you got a scale? Trap of the year, we going to yell. No graduation, I might get expelled. Her color's hot, no, he gon' tell. Zam, man, you was definitely getting a spell. <laughs> that nigga was definitely getting a spell 100%. That nigga was not graduating. I don't know why he thought he was going to graduate. Zam, man, you were not going to graduate. You weren't. Like, not to play on a young black man's downfall, but it was no way in hell Xanthony Mannington was going to fucking graduate. No way in hell. But welcome back to another episode of the Listen to This Why You Shit podcast, the home of Potty Mouse, the only podcast that encourages you to listen to Why You Shit, the fastest growing podcast in the history of podcasts. Do not Google that because that is a fact, though. Who are going to believe, nigga? Mere Google. They're minding your data right now. Be afraid of them, niggas. I'm your host, Dom Sharp. I'm back here with some new content I grew to fucking hell with. Um, I love you. You are love. Remember that. Now, have a good day at work, sweetie. Mwah. Um... I'm going to keep it a bean ski bot with y'all niggas. I'm going to keep it a bean. Your boy back in here, freestyle pod again. 
I didn't. I, listen, listen. I gave y'all about a month and a half of like well scripted, uh, good thought out points every week. A month and a half of that. That shit is tiring. It's not like I. It's not like I. I don't have the will to do it. Like I have things I want to talk about and give educated points on and shit like that. But I just, I just ain't been like up to it. Like, um, I've been posting more clips on Instagram as, as to everybody who follows Instagram. No, follow Instagram at listed is why you should be posting way more clips on Instagram. Um, also been posting videos on YouTube, go to our YouTube page at, at, uh, listen to this, why you should, we post clips about damn near daily over there. On the YouTube channel. We got 100 subs over there. So go subscribe. Like, comment, subscribe. All that cool fly shit. Let's get it to 1,000 subs so that I can be monetized. And listen, if you're going to watch the video, don't click out my fucking video. Listen, to be monetized on YouTube, I need 1,000 subs and 4,000 watch hours. The only way I get more watch hours is if, is if more people watch the video. The only way the video will be recommended to more people on YouTube is if the watch time is good. What is watch time? Okay, let's say I have a four-minute video. If if you watch two minutes of that four-minute video, that is 50% watch time. YouTube will recommend that video to more people because it's people because because that video is keeping people on the platform for longer. The goal is to keep people on the platform for longer. Watch my videos for longer. That was some real techie shit I didn't have to explain, but I had to. So just do that for me. Uh, but um, to everybody who's been who follows the pod, like I have been doing uh, interviews, like I've been talking to more people during the week. So usually around Thursday is the day I will start um, writing the script for next week's pod. That's the day I will usually start writing. But the last two weeks I've been done out of interviews. Uh, this past week I did an interview with what two weeks ago now I did an interview with Anthony Moore that came out this Thursday. Thursday just passed, and now this upcoming Thursday, the third thir- ter- Terminator timeline, this shit all fucked up, but. The Thursday after, wait, the Thursday you, how, how, how can I explain this? So you're hearing this pop most likely on a Monday. Uh, the Thursday after, the Monday, whatever. The third day after this Monday, whatever, I don't, I don't want to fucking say it, but I'm going to have an interview coming out with Adrian Sullivan. Uh, he is a former Temple, he's a former Temple football player, uh, now entrepreneur, one of the smartest guys I ever talked to in my fucking life. It's honestly one of my favorite pods I've ever done. I learned a lot from talking to him, and I like learning shit from people, especially because, like, you know, I'm one of those people that think I know a lot. I think I know everything, you know. That's why I have a microphone and a podcast. I'm like, no, I, I know a lot of shit. I can, I can teach you niggas something. But honestly, he taught me a lot, and we talked for about an hour and, like, 40 minutes. So be on the lookout for that podcast. Um, I think you guys will enjoy that shit. But I say all that to say, um, yeah, bro, I don't, I have been writing the scripts. I'm coming here flying blind again. I don't know, last week I at least had, like, topics I wanted to talk about. Like, all right, I don't know, this happened, this happened, that happened, this happened. But I don't have any topics to talk about. Mainly I don't have any topics to talk about because my Twitter account got deleted. So Uncle Dom XL on Twitter was deleted. Why was it deleted? Now, on my Instagram page, I made it seem like it got deleted because I tweeted some shit about the black man who was found hanging in South Philadelphia. And it's funny because after I did tweet that tweet, my account was deleted. So I initially thought it was that. I did some research. Now, I didn't really do no research. What I did was I filed an appeal to get my account back. I was like, I didn't do anything wrong. I didn't violate terms and conditions or any way, shape, or form. Like, my new account was pretty clean. Turns out, I tried to change my ad name back to my old ad name. So my old ad name, just like on Instagram, is Don Sharp XL. So I, I realized that a capital I is the same shit as a lowercase L. So I was like, I can't make my name Don Sharp XL again, but just use the capital I. 
I did that. And Twitter was like, yo, bro, we peep what you trying to do. Nah, fuck out of here. And they took my account again. So I lost a second Twitter account. So I don't, so I haven't been able to like see what people are talking about on Twitter. Cause I just don't have, I don't have a Twitter account anymore. Like I got a Twitter account, but it's not as popping. Not to say my other Twitter account was popping. I had like 74 followers, but the people I had uh, started to follow on that account was a good selection of people of like people who cared about the news. People didn't care about the news jokesters, niggas who was like, you know, you know, it was a good, it was a good collection of followers and people I was following. So like, I was always in the loop about what's going on. Now I'm super in the blind about what's happening on social media. Now I just don't know what the fuck is going on. So I don't know what the fuck this podcast is going to be about this week. I honestly don't know. By the way, this is not a what is this podcast. It's not that because I'm very comfortable about where the podcast is and how it's growing and things I'm doing to make it grow. I'm more so just talking about like this particular episode. I don't know what the fuck it is. Like I I don't. So, uh, yeah, let's talk about let's try to let me let's try to talk about some shit. I don't know. You know, here's a thought I had this week. So, um. I say this every week, and I, I don't know why I keep saying it. I, I, I think you niggas don't be listening or I'm dumb or some shit. But I'm from Philly. So if you don't know, I'm from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. You know, 215, uh, City Brother Love, uh, West Oakland to be exact, Uptown. And I was so excited this year because I thought I was going to be able to go to the Roost Picnic and Made in America. No, none of that shit happened. COVID said, fuck out of here, dickhead, and Brody, my whole summer. Like, I was so excited to do these things. If you don't know, the Roost Picnic and Made in America both happened in, both happened in Philadelphia within, like, a six-month span. Uh, Roost Picnic happened, like, the spring, and uh, Made in America happened right at the end of summer near Labor Day. It would actually be happening this week. It usually happened between, like, September 1st to, like, September 5th. It happened around those dates. And I was super excited to go this year. Like, I was like, all right, I'm going to do that this year. And I didn't do it because COVID said, no, no festivals, no concerts. Sit your ass down. And I feel bad because I'm like, I really wanted to go. And I'm, I should feel bad for, like, you know, like, this is a like those two things are like major boosters for uh, the city's economy. So like you know, small restaurant businesses will get a boost that week because we have an influx of tourists coming in who want to see fucking Doja Cat or whatever at the festival. They're like, all right, well, I'm going to Philly this week. Let's go out to eat and like the the restaurants, the hotels, all these businesses will see influx of businesses. Uh, excuse me, all these. Uh, all these businesses will see an influx of money coming in because of these new tourists. And I'm just like, nah, my summer got took away. I know it's super, like, selfish of me, but, like, fuck them niggas. Them niggas wasn't giving me no money. Like, I'm, I'm concerned about why my summer is not happening now. Like, like I wanted, I listen, if, if niggas know me, the one thing I'm a sucker for is an earthy girl that like the city girls. Listen. If you got an afro and you talk about chakras or, like, you just smell like fucking cocoa butter or shea butter or some shit like that, but you know all the words to pussy talk, you my type. <laughs> that's my, that's my, t- listen, <laughs> listen, if you got an afro and you listen to Erica Badu in the crib, but, but then you get out with your ratchet homegirls and y'all start saying, my pussy talk English, listen, you my bitch, I want to marry you. Bad facts. I'm saying it right now. Like, if you know, if you got a fro and your favorite song is I Never Lie to You, Daddy, I sell a brick for you, Daddy, you my bitch. I want, I want to marry you. And I can't even, I couldn't even be around those type of women this year because, you mean, ain't no festivals happening. And, like, it's selfish, but, like, 
I want to go to festivals. Like, I want to do that. Like, I never, I've been to, like, one festival my whole life. I went to the Rap Caviar Festival down at the Pensland and Pier. What was that, two years ago? It was fun. I got offered cocaine for the first time in my life. That was super fun. I might and I turned it down. But I might have did some cocaine this year. That listen, if a white I'm a, I'm gonna keep it a being with y'all. If a white nigga would have been like, hey, bro, you wanna try this coke this year, I probably would have did the coke. I probably would have did it. Like fuck it. Like I don't like I don't smoke weed no more. I need a new vice. <laughs> fuck it. Let's <laughs> let's try some coke. <laughs> Honestly, I probably would have did some coke this year though. No, nah, this COVID shit really fucking up shit, dog. I'm sick and tired of COVID. I wanted to go away. Like, if you don't know, um, I think I said it before in this podcast, but I have been unemployed throughout the whole pandemic. I haven't had a job since March. Like, since this, since the stay home, since, like, since the stay, stay at home order came into effect, I have not had a job. Now, a lot of my homies has gone back to work since then. A lot of them niggas been at work for a month and some change now. Not me. I just been at home. And I was at home for so long because I was like, nah, you know, this Trump money going to last. Don't worry about it. That's, nigga, that second stimmy going to come. Bro, when I tell you every morning I wake up and read about the $400 that Trump's supposed to be giving us to supplement the $600 that, we, that, uh, that's, that ended in July, every morning I wake up and read about this shit because I'm like, when is this money coming? I need this money. Bro, I'm about to, I'm about to listen, I'm about to admit to a federal offense and none of you niggas better not snitch on me. Listen, cause y'all know my real name, dog. My name, my name is Dom Sharp to you niggas. My name, my name is Domo. Don't, don't, don't you tell them niggas my real name, cause I know some of you niggas know my real name, cause I said it before on this podcast. Don't go snitching on me, cause I'm out, I'm out to admit to a federal offense right now, bro. I signed up for pool, nigga, <laughs> bro. I signed up for the pool scam. I did it, cause. Bro, this little unemployment money running up. This shit running dry. Like, I'm tapped out. I, bro, I tapped in. I'm not going to hold you. I tapped in. Because, like, nah, real shit. Like, so my regular unemployment is, what, $200 every two weeks and shit like that? That's chump change and shit like that. Especially when, like, the whole pandemic, I was spending, like, $200 every day. I was just dropping that little shit. Like, this set you see in front of you right now for people watching the video, this whole set is paid for with pandemic money. So I'm like, nah, bro, I can't go back to being broke. I can never be broke again. Fuck that. So I signed up for Pua. Here's the thing about Pua, though. Uh... Pua, it got a, it's a, it's a, it's a very strict set of rules for you to sign up for. And the first time, first few times I tried to sign up, they was like, nah, you can't do it because you don't, you don't apply. So what I did was I realized what's, what questions I was answering, uh, truthfully, which in, which is honestly, I was answering them wrongly. And I was like, nah, I'm answering this way. And then it was like, nah, you, you good. You about to get this money. I said, say no more, bro. I am a Pua scam nigga. So what? So what? Tell the government come, tell them, tell them come check me. Because it's not my fault I ain't got a job. It's Trump's fault. Blame him. If he would have just shut the country down earlier, you mean, maybe my job wouldn't have went out of business. Maybe I would have a job still. But I don't, I don't when it's his fault. So I feel like he, I feel like they owe me money. I feel like them niggas owe me more money and I should be getting paid still. Like I deserve more money. <laughs> Bro, I definitely did do the pool scam this week. And when I did it, I felt bad. But then I immediately was like, bro, you about to ball out. What's the first thing you buying? Like, I mean, like, I felt bad for all of, like, fucking 10 seconds. Then I was like, nah, bro. But, like, what you going to buy? Like, shit, I might, 
I might take a trip to Vegas. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Bro, is it just me? Or is like all the women you follow on your Instagram timeline in Vegas right now? For the past three weeks, every woman I follow is in Vegas. And it's confusing the fuck out of me because I'm like, what the fuck is happening in Vegas? Like, what is in Vegas that's so important right now? First of all, why right now? Like, it's like, I need one of you bitches to answer this question. Is, is the tickets to Vegas super cheap right now? Is that the reason why all y'all going? Because I don't understand why all you bitches is in Vegas right now. Like, all of you. Like, so many of you are in Vegas. I Listen, it was so confusing watching my story because I would see bitches on the same strip. I'm like, y'all don't even know each other. Like, I would go to their page. Like, y'all not even mutuals. Like, y'all don't even follow each other. It's how y'all on the same shirt right now. All these bitches are stinking like, they was like, no, nah, we just going to go to Vegas at the same time, around the same time of year, and be on the same exact strip. And, and both with our phones out recording our friend groups. I'm like, what the fuck is happening? I honestly might take a trip to Vegas. One of my homeboys just took his trip to... <laughs> one of, excuse me. Um... One of my homeboys just took a trip to uh, Miami. I'm like, this nigga's a thought. He's a thought-ass nigga. Everybody taking trips. I'm about to get my pool money and take a trip, bro. No cap. I'm going on a trip this year. Fuck that. Because COVID that came through fucked up my whole bag. They done fucked up all my money. And I'm tired of this shit. Nah, bro, you got me fucked up. You think I'm, a, I'm about to just be down and out all year because of some virus. Nah, bro. Honestly... I could just go get another job, but I told myself already that I did not want to work for the rest of the year. So now I got to stand on that because I already made that stance. Like I got to stand on. I'm not working all 2020, which is a dumb, bro. I'm going to be real. It's a dumb hill to die on. Like I'm not, it's a dumb hill to die on. Like I understand that, but I already told myself that's what I wanted to do. So now I got to, I got to own up to it. Like I don't want to work for the rest of the year. I don't see a problem with that. Like I don't. Like, this podcast has become such a big part of my life, and I feel like if I got a job, it's just going to take away from the time I could be potting. And I don't make enough money from this podcast to realistically just tell my family, now I'm a full-time podcaster. I don't make enough money from this shit yet. I got a link in my bio for donations. Like, it's through the Anchor app. I get 80% of all the money. you. I get 80% of all the money you niggas would donate, and nobody donated no money to me yet. Nobody. You can donate as little as 99 cents. None of you niggas donated. So, nah. <laughs> like, I, the pool scam had to happen. Like, the pool scam had to happen. Oh, my fucking God. It sucks, but it did. Like, it did. Listen, man. I, this, these freestyle pods are, are harder. Listen. The, I'm going to tell you this. The freestyle pods are harder than the scripted pods because... I got I'm I'm pressured to feel entertaining, but also I'm pressured to not say something super wild. But for me, entertaining is yo, I'm just divulge secrets about my life I shouldn't be telling you because I think it's funny. But also, like I've learned from past po- like if you've been around since like episode 20 when like I did the podcast with Cam and Rob, you niggas will know that. Like I got on this podcast every week and I just said things I shouldn't I shouldn't have said. But I said it in the name of comedy and it was funny. Like I made the room laugh. You know, now did I get text messages every, after every after every episode? Like, yo, were you talking about me? And I had to be like, nah, that wasn't about you. Knowing damn well it was about her. Yeah, I did. So I'm trying not to do that, but it's like, you know what I'm saying? It's hard. Ah, shit, here we go. I think I just walked into a topic. I think I remember this. So um, first things first, R.I.P. Chadwick Boseman. Um, Chadwick Boseman. 
Uh, he played uh, Jackie Robinson, the Black Panther. Uh, I, I think he was Martin Luther King in Selma. This nigga was this nigga played everything. This nigga played Thurgood Marshall. He played everybody. And he recently died this week of stage five colon cancer. And he's been battling it. He was battling with colon cancer since 2016. Um, and he lost his battle recently in 2020. So about for, for four years, he's battling this shit. And it's sad. It's honestly, it's sad to see somebody die. But honestly, like, I was just more so impressed by how strong this nigga is. Like, this nigga was recording full-on action movies with colon cancer. Like, that's swag, bro. Like, that's a stat on his record. Like, granted, he gone. But, like, you know what I'm saying? That's a stat. Like, you can't take that from him. Like, especially now knowing the story because he hid it. He hid it from us the whole time. Like, he didn't tell us he was, he was, he was, he was dealing with it the whole time he was dealing with it. He just went out there, did his job, and that was it. Didn't tell nobody. And you think about it now, like, this nigga recorded a whole fight scene with colon cancer. This nigga recorded action movies where he was running with colon cancer. This nigga was on set for, what, eight, ten hours a day with colon cancer. Like, this, they, this nigga inside was literally dying. Like, he was dying from the inside. But somehow, he turned out good roles. Somehow. And it's like, I watch the videos of him now, and I'm like, it's hard to look at because I'm like, how is he? How is he doing this shit? Like, how is he? Like, because I know how I feel when, like, you mean, I got to take a number two, and, like, I'm a little, you know, I got a little bit of, uh, you know, I got the BGs and shit, but I ain't, but, ain't, but like, it ain't really moving. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, my colon ain't really lubed up or nothing like that. So, like, I'm just backed up. Like, I, I can't move. Like, you know what I'm saying? I be a little constipated and I can't move. Like, I'm like, nah, bro, my stomach hurt. This nigga was shooting whole films. Whole films. Like, colon cancer. Shit is crazy to think about, bro. Like, that nigga's a legend regardless. It's like, it's he did some legendary shit. And, like, you know, you know, uh, prayers to his family. Um, Tom's is hard right now, and I get it. Like, y'all just lost a loved one. But that nigga's a strong nigga. Like, y'all should be proud of him. That nigga's a strong nigga. He fought that shit for four years and gave us the biggest movie of all time in Black Panther. Like, I was outside when Black... Let me... This is a true story. Me and my ex. True story. So, um, I'm a, I, I, I used to listen to the Deezus and Mero podcast all the time. The fucking, the fucking Bodega Boys. Shout out to uh, Bodega Boys. I used to listen to their podcast all the time. And they, get, they, they gave away tickets to go see... Um, Black Panther inside the Bronx. I entered and I won. I won tickets to go see Black Panther in the Bronx. Um, true story. Um, they emailed me the tickets. Well, I won. The, I won the contest in the DMs. I, I wish I had the screenshot still, but I don't because this was two Twitter accounts ago. Now Twitter keep deleting my fucking accounts. But it, I want. I, I won it on Twitter. Um, they DM me said, "Yo, you won." I got the tickets in the email, and it was like, yo, just show up here. We got you. And me and my ex-girlfriend, we drove from Philly to the Bronx to go watch this, to go watch this movie. I think it was like the, the weekend after it came out, like very early. And I remember watching it. Like the whole theater was basically, was basically Bodega Boy fans. The whole theater was just us. 
And I remember being in that theater and watching that shit with them niggas. I'm like, bro, this, it felt like an event. Like, it, like, niggas came out in droves, bro. Like, that was the blackest I ever seen a movie theater. Granted, we was in the Bronx. And I don't really know what the Bronx is like. Like, I'm from uptown Philadelphia. I never, I don't know about uptown New York. Like, I don't know. Like, uptown Philadelphia and uptown New York are two different things. But from what I hear, is, is black. But that bitch was, that, that movie theater was black as hell that day. And, like, you know. I just, I just, I just remember what it felt like when that movie came out. It felt like a shift in culture. It felt like, you know, stories about black people was finally being told and being told respectfully. Like we finally got to see a black man be a superhero and not be a victim. You know what I'm saying like we actually we we, we saw it we saw it for the first time. We we, we saw a man not be victimized. We saw it was live as kings. We was kings. We was kings. I saw us. We was kings, bro. I was Mansa Musa. <laughs> but now, nah, all seriousness, you know, R.I.P. Um, King T'Challa, you know, R.I.P. Chadwick Boseman, Wakanda forever. It's tough to see him go, but, like, that nigga's a strong nigga. He's a strong nigga. Like, no bullshit. Like, to do all that for, for four years fighting colon cancer, that's some shit, bro. Um... What else happened this week that I can talk about? I could pull uh, topics out my ass because, you know, your boy didn't prepare no topics because <laughs> I'm not a professional podcaster no more. I just get on this podcast and talk now. Um, oh, yeah, the NBA strike. So after the shooting of an unarmed black man, Jacob Blake, inside, I forgot what city it is, but inside Wisconsin somewhere in that state, um, Jacob Blake was shot seven times in his back, paralyzed from the waist down. Um, the Milwaukee Bucks is the team that's closest to what happened, and them niggas decided not to come out onto the court and play a basketball game against the Orlando Magic. Um, it was a last-minute decision for what I hear because the team drove to the arena. Like, they drove. Like, the bubble's a big place, so, like, the hotels are one spot, and the stadium where they play at is in a different part of uh, Disney World or whatever. So last minute decision because they drove over there. They was in the locker room, but decided not to come out to the floor. And the niggas protested for one game, which I'm, I'm going to get to that later. But they protested um, and the rest of the league took a day off. Kenny Smith um, from TNT, he walked off the set of Inside the NBA. Niggas walked off, said, nah, I'm, I'm in solidarity with the players. And... Just like that, the niggas back playing basketball again. Why do I think that this protest was just a, a crock of shit? Like, let me like let me say this. Like, I'm I'm happy that they took a stand. I'm happy that they said something. But the niggas was talking big shit on Twitter. Like they was popping big shit. They was like, "Oh, you don't hear us, so now you don't get to watch this play." LeBron was saying shit like, "Nah, if you niggas don't respect this, you're not going you you think you don't get the luxury of seeing me." But then, like, two days later, y'all was back out there finishing the playoffs. Like, I heard, uh, I listened to Flagrant 2 this week, the Patreon episode, and I think Andrew Schultz, he has, like, he he must know somebody in, in, in the NBA, or maybe he just talking out his ass. I don't know. But he said it was a players-only meeting, and in a player-only meeting, um, each team uh, congregated amongst themselves to decide what they wanted to do, whether or not they wanted to finish season or just stop it and continue their protest. Um, they said that the niggas was going to continue. Most teams said they was going to continue. 
but from, from what Schultz says, Schultz says that uh, Kawhi and LeBron, the Lakers and the Clippers both said, we're not going to play for the rest of the year. I don't know if that's true. I don't know. I don't believe it. I can believe it, but I'm like, while Le- like LeBron was one of the main niggas that was saying like, nah, bro, our voices are bigger if they if like we can put. LeBron was one of the main niggas saying like we can we can do more good if we're on the basketball court if we're not on the basketball court. So it doesn't in my head it doesn't make sense for him to be like, okay, nah, we not gonna we not gonna play the rest of the season now. That's done. That's over with. Fuck that. That don't make sense to me. Like it. Like it doesn't register with me. It's not clicking. But I do think the I do think the protest was a crock of shit, and it's fucked up to say. But I'm like, what did a one game protest do? Like what did that? And not that. And I know I sound like a white person. I know it's like a racist nigga. I get it, and that's not how I'm trying to come off right now. I'm I'm legitimately trying to understand. Like, it is, this is this is this is this is as as shows would say. This is um, all feelings, no facts. I have no facts to back this up. I'm just saying like. What like what what did they do in that one game to change the situations? Like what like what was the point of it? Like what did they accomplish? Cause it seemed like all they did accomplish was become a, a big story in the media for about a day. And now the niggas is continuing series. Like, so what was the point of it? Like I don't get it. Like I get you want to stand in solidarity with black people, but if you really wanted to stand in solidarity, you got to hurt these niggas' pockets. You got to hurt these crackers' pockets. Hurt, make their pockets hurt. If you make their pockets hurt, change's going to happen. Like, these, these billionaires that own teams, the only way they make money is if you millionaires on a basketball court play basketball. If y'all don't play basketball, those rich white men don't make no fucking money. So, like, how, so, like, why, what is the point of continuing the season if your goal is to stand with the regular black man? Doesn't make sense. I get it. It's cool. You got equality on the back of your jersey. You got Black Lives Matter on the back of your jersey. To be real, ain't nobody noticing that shit. I don't give a fuck about what the back of your jersey say, nigga. That that don't mean nothing to me. What really would have mattered if you niggas really fucking bucked up and said, nah, we're not playing the rest of the season. Take that. Hold that. Y'all figure the shit out. But I think Show said something that one of the niggas is like, yo, if we don't play the rest of this uh, playoffs, like, re- realistically, what are y'all going to do? Like, realistically. Because I know a lot of those niggas are just going to um, go to Cabo, go to Mexico, or whatever, and just, you know, ha- have the all-season they wish they had. They would just continue having a good summer, you know, fucking on the beach with a bad bitch. I, I, I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me. Like, that's not what I would have done. Like, if I was them niggas, I would have just said, fuck that. But also, I'm 22, and I'm a high school dropout. So, <laughs> what do I know, guys? What do I know? Um, <laughs> uh, speaking of uh, the NBA, oh, yeah, we, got some, we got some fire coming out of the bubble, man. Listen, man. We got, we got some real heat coming out of the bubble. All I know is Dame, Damian Lillard, Damian Lillard is the best rapper to ever play basketball. He's the best rapper to ever play basketball, bar none. 
Damian Lillard dropped a song, no, a whole EP called Live from the Bubble. It's a whole EP from what I want. I thought it was just a song. I thought it was just a song. The song had the song I saw had Gary Chen Jr. on it and Nasir Little. I thought it was just a song, but apparently it's a whole EP. I'm about to play a little bit of this shit because this nigga damn can rap. Presidential flavor, top flow with it. Feel like prep school, it ain't no women. We speak the bank tellers, but ain't no snitching. Long way from days, it was low chicken. I'm really special, my mama. <laughs> First of all, listen, these NBA players can't go fucking two months without some pussy. <laughs> This nigga felt so strongly about there being no women here. Nigga said, it's like prep school. Ain't no women. <laughs> I'ma remind me daily so niggas could never play me on Jesus and on my baby. See me say what's up, but I know they plot on my lady. On occasion, pull a nutty. I'm rich with sprinkles of crazy, nigga. I ride in cars that I struggle even pronouncing. Do this in my sleep. I'm discreet and they make announcements. Energy the same on the street or peak of the mountains. Even when they hate, I still let them drink from the fountain. It's that boss flavor, my cloth tailor, wish they could touch me. Toss favors to lost haters, niggas disgust me. Soon as I was up, a lot of cousins came. I bubbled up, but I never let my bubble change. You feel Live from the bubble, what a time it is. When negative is better than a positive. Know the rules, but we ain't making promises. We gotta feed the babies. Bro, that shit hard. Like, I'm not gonna, listen. Dame Lillard is the best rapper of all time to ever dribble a basketball. Like, there's no nigga better than him that dribbled a basketball for a living. Like, you can't name another. And he got he got his two teammates on here, Gary Chen Jr., Nasir Little. Them niggas trash. Stick to your day job. You made millions shooting, shooting hoops. Don't ever pick up a mic again ever in your fucking life because that shit was garbage. It's hard to listen to. And I'm not about to... I'm not about to fucking subject y'all to that because this probably already been a hard listen the last 30 minutes but that shit's gonna make it is even more of a hard listen bro like i had i listen i listened to this on my own time i was just scrolling through youtube and i saw it I, it was it was on my recommended i was like oh let me click on this see what this is about i clicked on it i was like all right this shit hard and then this nigga gary chin jr start rapping hold on can i just let's, let's give him a taste Play with me, I'm not them little foes, yeah Look, I can't say it enough It could be great and dandy, yeah, but you playing it tough wow. Just play your cards right and maybe we manage to uh Text and call, go to the mall, yeah And you know you gonna spend it all, Gucci, yeah Bro, why his voice so fucking shaky, bro? <laughs> this nigga voice so shaky like he got no fucking track presence he like there's no confidence coming from his voice at all like it's so bad it's so bad like it's so bad now Sarah little verse is like a little better like it's a, it's a tad bit better like it's just like a smidget better only because like i feel like he i feel like his pen is like slightly better but he don't sound confident on the record neither like his flow isn't the best like, Dame Lillard is way too nice to do this. Like, let me tell you something. I'm a rapper. Well, I'm a retired rapper. 
semi-retired. If I ever did a song with one of my niggas and I ain't like the verse, I would tell niggas that's not the one. Granted, it's not been many times where like I ain't like my niggas' verses, but I would tell them, I don't like that verse. That's not the one. I don't like it. It's not that's that, that's not good. If I was Dame, I'm like, it's not the one. Dame is nice for keeping these niggas on the song. First of all, this nigga put out a five minute song. Who the fuck listened to a five minute song? Fuck out of here, Damian Lillard. Like, and you got two trash ass niggas on his record. Like, I'm about to be like, nah, this shit slap. I mean, this is that new Dame dollar. Fuck out of here, yo. Fuck out of here, yo. I'm about to listen to fucking Damian Lillard. Nah, but Dame is one of the best rappers to ever dribble a basketball. No bullshit. Like, I, like there's no questions about it. Uh, okay. What else? What else? Because I've just been bullshitting my way. Yo, throw topics at me. I'm freestyling. Throw me a word. Alphabet. Uh, My alphabet is like a... Mm-mm. Yeah, nigga. <laughs> Don't play with me. <laughs> Yo, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing over. I honestly don't. Listen, we do listen, new pie coming out later on this week. Uh it's gonna be a good one. I talked to Adrian Sullivan, one of the smartest niggas I ever speak to. Don't worry about this pie. Don't even don't even listen to this. Listen to the Adrian Sullivan pie. That's a way better pie. Um nah, but I got more shit to talk about. Um, here we go. Oh, here we go. Joe Budden. So Joe Budden went on his podcast the last two episodes and talked about um, why he's leaving Spotify. And um, I guess this will go into the things I learned on Twitter this week. A thing I learned on Twitter this week is niggas don't know comprehension skills. Like niggas don't have comprehension skills. I've seen a lot of niggas hop on Twitter. Here's the thing. Whenever music or business get talked about, inside like you know the art world niggas everybody becomes a lawyer everybody acts like they graduated from harvard or yale with a business degree and all these niggas is lawyers and like they and like they and like niggas how to read contracts it's like shut the fuck up niggas on twitter are saying joe budden signed a bad deal i'm like at what point did he say he signed a bad deal the only point joe budden was trying to make was he outperformed the deal mightily he outperformed his current deal so much that it doesn't matter how much money they offer him now, he, de- he deserves to see as much money as Bill Simmons got. That's, that, he, much, he, he deserves to see as much money as Joe Rogan because his only point was you've brought all these new niggas onto this app. You brought all these new niggas to exclusive deals after you signed me. And all these new podcasts, all these new niggas cannot outperform me. That was his only point. And nigga was like, oh, you signed a bad deal. No, he didn't. Joe Budden said before he took the deal, I remember, because I'm an avid listener of that podcast. And he said it again on Saturday's podcast. He said the only reason he took the Spotify deal was because they offer him analytics. They offer him a chance to see, okay, how long are people listening? What parts are people listening to? What episodes are people listening to? You know, like, you know, like how big is the audience? Okay, we're big here, we're big there, we're big there. Why do you think Joe Budden went on so many tours after the Spotify deal? Because they peeped what regions and what cities would listen to the podcast the most. Why do you think he went to Philly twice? Because Philly is a big market for him. Why you, 
Why do you think he went to L.A. twice, Sacramento twice? He goes to certain cities twice because, oh, I, the big listenership in, in these places. It like he only took the deal so that he can have numbers, so he can see analytics based off what his podcast is doing. So, yeah, he took the short, but he took the short so he can go to his next deal, be like, yo, okay, these are my numbers. These are my markets. These are people I can talk to. Give me a bag accordingly. I don't think niggas realize the fight that Joe Budden is fighting for this, like, podcasters. Like, I'm a young podcaster, obviously. So I look at the fight that he's fighting for as something that I I should pay. All of us, all young podcasters, should pay very close attention to what the fight that Joe Budden is fighting for right now. We should all pay very close attention to it. Joe Budden says something very interesting on this week's podcast. He says, um, if a three-minute song is worth this much in streaming, how come a three-hour podcast is worth this much? Right? Like I said before, when I was talking about my YouTube channel, right? YouTube will recommend my videos to more people if people are watching the video for longer. That means people are staying on this app longer, which means they can sell people more ads. The name of the game is Eyes. Eyes and Ads. That's the name of the game. So if my three-hour podcast is keeping you on the app for three hours, as if a song is three minutes keep you on, is keeping you on the app for three minutes, how are we making the same amount of money? That doesn't make no sense. My three-hour podcast stream should be worth infinity more than that three-minute song stream. And that's the fight Joe Budden is fighting for. Like, he has a joke that me and my friends, me and Cam is ain't forever. Like, what is the stream worth? Because, you know, me and Cam, we, like, you know, we grew up rappers. So the idea of a stream was something that we got really big into around, like, 2016, 2017, when, like, streaming services became, like, the norm for how people uh, took in music. Like, how much is stream worth? A lot of these, a lot of these streaming services are giving out pointeenth for a single stream. Like, it's like... 0.0000001 cent for every stream. And that's a three-minute song. If I put out, I put out 45 minutes of a podcast every week. Every week I'm giving you at least 40 minutes. If, my, if people are listening to my 40-minute podcast and I got the numbers, you niggas are listening to about the 38-minute mark, the 40-minute mark most weeks. So y'all niggas listening to about the end of the podcast. How is that not worth more? I get one cent for every stream, which is more, which is more like that's more than um, a, a song would get. But I'm getting that from the anchor ad that you hear at the beginning of the pie or the middle of the pie. That's where I'm getting that from. I'm not getting that from spotify itself i'm not getting that from apple podcast for apple podcast itself i'm getting that from my ad why is it i'm getting paid straight from apple podcast why am i why am i not getting paid straight from spotify why isn't that bag coming to me directly if i'm keeping if i'm keeping people on this app longer than little whoever like I don't know how pe- I don't know how long people are listening to a fucking raw wave album. I don't know what the listener retention is, but I know it's not as good as my listener retention because his album may his album his one album his one album maybe thirty minutes and he may what he may drop an album what once or twice a year. I drop forty minutes worth of content every fucking week. Every week I drop that. You telling me that I'm not making more money than him? Why not? Why not? 
Why am I not making more money than him? It just makes more fiscal sense. I'm keeping niggas on the app longer, and I keep them coming back every single fucking week. It is new shit every week. I figure out something to talk about every week. Rappers don't. Rappers will go months without making a song because they don't know what to talk about. I got to do this shit every week regardless if I have things to talk about or not. Regardless, regardless if I care about the shit I'm talking about, I have to do it because I have built up a relationship with you, listeners, saying that, oh, I'm going to be here for you every week. Thick, thin, bad, good, it don't matter. I'm going to be here. Why is my stream not worth infinite more than the Rod Wave stream? It's like, it's, it doesn't make sense to me. And the Joe Budden fight is a fight that all small podcasters, we should be looking up at. Like, we should be looking into. And Joe Budden is probably going to do something like Patreon. Joe Budden is probably going to do something more um, direct to consumer with the next deal. Like, I don't think he signs with another big company. I think he goes direct to consumer. Here's, here's what I think. I think he keeps doing two episodes a week. I think he gives you one free episode. And I think the second episode, the Saturday episode, will be behind a paywall, like Patreon or OnlyFans or some shit like that. It's going, like, they're going to maybe be like, yo, yo, give me $10 a month or whatever, and then, and then you get the second episode every week. I think, that's what, I think that's what he should do. I think that's what he probably will do, and it makes more sense because, like, the only reason, like, like the Joe Budden fan base is going to follow Joe Budden wherever the fuck he goes. Wherever Joe Budden goes, the fans are going to follow. Joe Budden has built up that cachet with the listener that they're going to follow wherever. Me and my homie, can we talk about this all the time? The only reason we have Spotify, the app on our phone, is because of Joe Budden. I never had the fucking Spotify app before. I never used it to listen to music. I never used it to listen to podcasts. None of that shit. I only downloaded the app when, when two years ago Joe Budden said, I'm going to Spotify exclusive. That's what I was like. Well, I guess I got to get Spotify. I'm not about to miss out on Joe Budden. And when Joe Budden tells me, yo, the second episode is going to be behind a paywall, I'm, well, I guess I get it. Well, I guess I got to give Joe Budden $10 every month. Like, I, like that's what's going to happen. I think that's what Joe should do. And he probably will. I think if Joe's smart, that's what he should do. He should not go behind another paywall that's built, that's made by some white man. Build your own paywall and make niggas pay you the money directly. You take 100% of the profits. So, yeah, I think the fight that, we're, that Joe Budden is fighting is a fight that we should all be looking at. Like, a small, like I can't afford to go behind a paywall. I, like, realistically, I can't. Like I said at the beginning of the podcast, I have a link in my bio. Like I said, you can donate as, many, as, you can donate as little as 99 cents. Nobody's donated yet. That's okay. I'm not begging you to donate. I'm just telling you what's there. And the fact nobody's done it yet is like, all right, fuck it. I haven't produced content worthy of your money yet. That's okay. So I'm not at the point where I can just put, put my content behind a paywall and expect money. So I got to put it out for free. And most of us at this level can't do that yet. But somebody like Joe Budden can. Somebody like Andrew Schultz can. Somebody like Joe Rogan can. Bill Simmons can. These big podcasters can go behind a paywall and their listeners will follow them. So I think it's a... Uh, I think it's something for us to look at and follow. Like, I'm going to keep tabs on this story because whatever happens in this case is going to change podcasting forever. It's going to change it. Like, it's going to change the way uh, we receive it. Not the way it's done production-wise. Like, we're, it's always just going to be people talking in the microphones, giving opinions or telling stories or whatever genre you're in. But the way people receive it is going to change. 
whether it be behind a paywall, whether it be direct to consumer, whether it be through exclusivity deals, it's going to change. So I just like, you know, pay attention to that. Okay. That was fun. I, I got to be nerdy for a little bit in the podcast. Um, I guess it's time for this week's whole story, man. Ah, man. Let me tell you something. I fucked a lot of bitches in my life. A lot of ugly bitches, a lot of good-looking bitches. But a lot of bitches nonetheless. This week, I want to tell you the story of how me and my ex-girlfriend had a threesome. Yeah. Y'all ain't know this about Damo. Look, y'all ain't even know this about me, dog. Y'all ain't even know I had a threesome before. Yeah, I had a threesome. It was lit. It was lit. It was, it was lit as fuck. It was lit as fuck. So, me and my ex-girlfriend, um, this was like maybe a year or some change into our relationship. And like she was going out like all the time. And we like we were super good though. And she was like, yo, like, how would you feel like if I got a girlfriend? I was like, would I be able to fuck her too? She was like, yeah. I was like, oh, I don't care then. She's like, okay. So then we got on Tinder together and we start, you know, we made, you know, if if you on Tinder, you've seen these accounts before where it's like a boy and a girl and pictures together and they like, yo, we want you for companionship and like maybe something nasty, but we really just want a companion. That type shit. But like I bio didn't say nothing like that. I bio I don't think I bio said anything really. I think it was just like pictures of us. And it was like, you want fuck? So we, we we got likes. A lot of women was playing. Well, let me tell you, let me tell you the story of it was two different girls. Two different girls for sure. It was one girl. I, sh- I don't know if I say her name yet. I don't know. No, I'm not going to say her name. So it was one girl that my that my ex-girlfriend, she really liked her. Like, they became, like, best friends and shit like that. Like, they would go out all the time and shit like that. They're, like, they would go out. They'd come back home, get drunk. And the girl would just sleep in our bed with us. Super weird shit. Like, she would, like, I would, like I'll, I'll wake up and I would have, like, two girls cuddling me in the middle of the night. But I, n- I never fucked this girl. I don't, and to my knowledge, she never fucked her neither. Like, she told me they made, like, they made out a few times in the club. But, like, I kissed the girl, too. But that wasn't really no fun shit. Like, I was trying to fuck. So, you know, that was that was cool. And it was this other girl who, name I'm not going to say, who, like, she would, like, she was just looking for the thump mission. Like, she, she was trying to get thumped. But the problem with her was she was, like, younger. Like, she was of age, but she was younger. So we was, like, 21, 20 at the time. And she was, like, 19. And like she was in college and shit like that, and she was home for school for the summertime. And she was like, "I just I'm I'm just looking to have fun, and looking for experiences and all that." So uh, we was like, "What you do?" She was like, "Nothing. I just chill and smoke." We was like, "All right, dope. All we do is chill and smoke." So we brought over to the crib one night, and we just got her super lit. Like me and my ex used to do this shit all the time. Like we was like, cause you know, like we me and her used to live together, so we would just you know spend weekends just getting drunk and getting high the whole weekend. That was our shit. Like getting drunk and high, talking, playing games, like that, that. That was our thing. So we invited her to one, like one of those sessions we would do. We just got drunk, drunk and got high and chilled. And the little girl, she could not hold no liquor. She could not hold her weed. Like she was on some, she was on some other shit, bro. Like she was throwing up, walking all crazy and shit like that. So now, like we taking her back home to her crib. She got sneak in her house because her folks stricken all that. I'm like, how old is the little girl? Like, like. You sure she of age? She's like, I'm I, I'm sure. So, you know, me and my ex, we decided, like, yo, should we just block her? Like, like I don't even know if this shit worth it. And then she's hit us up again. She's like, yo, I'm sorry. 
like I'm not really used to drinking like that. You know what I'm saying? But I promise I can get better if y'all just give me a chance again. And my ex looked at each other, be like, "No, I think fuck it, let's do it." So we had her over like two nights later, and we ain't really we ain't really get her drunk. We was like, "Let's let's keep like out of this situation," because like it, it sounds fucked up. Like we was trying to get her like like fucked up to fuck, but like. That was just our shit. Like, me and her would just do that all the time. So it wasn't like we was trying to, like, coerce her or anything like that. That was just our shit. We just invite her to our life. So we realized that Lick wasn't her thing. We was like, let's not do that. So we we really didn't want to smoke with her neither. We was just chilling. And she was like, y'all want to smoke? She offered us to smoke. We was like, yeah, we match up with you. So we smoked a few times. Like, we rolled up a few L's. And um, we chilling. We talking. And then I see her. I see the John and my ex start like catching a vibe. Like they, it's tension. I feel it, right? Then I tap my ex leg. I go, you know what I'm saying? Hit her with a little, you know what I'm saying? Basically, the tap like, oh, make your move, sis. You mean lean in? So my ex leaned in on her. I kissed her in the mouth. They kissing. It's so hot. Them bitches making the fuck out. And then my ex pull off. She kissed me. I start kissing. Then I pull off my ex and I start kissing the John, right? shit go crazy i'm like yeah this is about to happen like this happening right now and then after that we do like the weird three-way kiss first of all if you ever have a threesome don't three-way kiss the three-way kiss makes no fucking sense logistically like you're not touching anybody's whole lips and just for the experience which i'm not mad at it was a good experience like i get to say i did it but like don't do it it's not fun so three-way kiss happened and then you know here's here's another thing about threesomes before i before i go in when you end the threesome you can't show the girl who's not your girl any any like any more love than you would show your girl. So like in my mind, I really want to fuck this new bitch because like I have sex with my ex all the I, I, I sex with her all the time. But like this new pussy though, but I can't like be openly happy that I'm that I'm about to get some new pussy. So I can't even fuck her first. So I'm just so I go straight to my ex. You know, you know we kissing, we kissing. I start, I start, I start fucking her. Right while I'm fucking her, I'm the John sit on my ex face, and while she doing that, I'm kissing her. Wow, wow, wow. shake on dummy. It's some shit right out of a porno scene. My ex go wait, 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 wait. I want to see you fuck her. I said word. She's like yeah, fuck her. I was like oh word, it's about to go crazy. So the John toot her ass up. My <laughs> my ex sit in front of her, put her face, put her face in her pussy. I start dicking her shit. And me and my ex, we making eye contact while I'm fucking this bitch. And, like, my ex, like, you know, when you have sex with somebody, often enough, you get to know, like, their sexual cues and shit like that. You start to know about them. And, like, my ex see my cum face happening. And, like, I'm out because I'm in some new pussy for the first time in months. Almost two years at this point because I never cheated on my ex-girlfriend. So, then, like, two years at this time, I I, like, I haven't been in no new pussy. So, I'm like, this shit go crazy. So, I'm about to nut. Ex look at me, she go, don't you fucking come. Don't you fucking nut. Like, I was like, all right, all right, bet, bet, bet. So I, I, I stopped stroking. I pull it out. I start eating her. Bow, 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 bow. You know, you know my body, all butt shit. Wah, spinning her butt, going crazy. Then I get back in it. I start thumping, start thumping, start thumping. My ex say, hold on, I want some dick. I start dicking her down. And now um we doing the same thing again but now my, uh, my ex face is in her pussy and me and the other bitch making eye contact we make eye contact she's like yeah fuck her i was like i'm gonna fuck the shit out of her 
It's going crazy, bro. I've never felt like more of a man a day in my life besides for this day. Shit go crazy. So then it was like a quick break. Like I go to the bathroom to go pee because, you know, I had to pee. And, you know, I leave to go pee. I tell them, y'all do what the fuck y'all want to do. I, I, I leave. I come back in from peeing. They just in there making out. When I walk back in, I remember the exact line I said. You, listen, you can find my ex on Instagram and ask her. This is the exact line I said. I said, yo, I want pussy on my dick. I want pussy in my face. I don't care which one y'all decide. I start calling the shots, big man shit. And when I said that, they looking at each other like, which one you want to do? Max was like, I robbed the dick. And she's like, I'm going to sit on his face. Bro, when I tell you, I feel like the fucking man. I feel like the fucking man, bro. Bro, I, bro, I'm pussy on my face, pussy on my dick, going crazy. I'm reaching up, grabbing titties, because both of them, like, they're kissing each other. So I'm reaching up, just grabbing each one titty. And the joint titties was bigger than my ex titties. So I'm not trying to, like, focus on her titties too much. But then she has some she had, she had some nice meat balloons. I'm feeling her meat balloons. I'm Shit going crazy. I'm done inside my ex. And then we lay there. We go to night. We, we go to sleep. I'm butt-ass naked, dick on gummy. Like the man, bro. We take her home in the morning. She's like, oh, that was fun. That was fun. We ain't never, we ain't never end up fucking the joint again. Cause she ghosted us. I don't know why she ghosted us, but she ghosted us. Apparently, she ain't have she she didn't have as much fun as we had, but I don't care. We still beat though. <laughs> we still beat. Like fuck is she talking about? <laughs> yeah, bro. Yo, listen, moral of the stories is threesomes is fun. But if you have a threesome with your significant other as a man, what you cannot do. Is show the woman that's not your woman more love. You can't do that. You got to love on your woman more. Like, you got to make her feel special. That's like the whole, like, you can't do it, bro. So, um, yeah, bro. I had a lot of fun that day. Actually, me and my ex, we, we, we had a lot of fun together, man. If only that bitch, you know, cared about my mental health, yo. Shit would go crazy. <laughs> All right, man. Let's get into this week's um, song of the week. This shit is called Not Fair by the Kid Leroy and Corbin. Corbin is the nigga spooky black from back in the day. So I actually like this this kid, uh, the Kid Leroy, a little bit. He's like one of those emo rappers and shit like that. He signed to Lil Bibby just like uh, Juice WRLD was. So, like, their styles are very similar. Things that I cannot control I'm out of 
trying to make it work for us too much On my plate, got it all at stake Say you hate me now, but you have my place Tell me lies, tell me that it's all okay Tell me why you love me even if it's sad It's not fair, no matter what I'm still gonna be here It's hard for me to show you I can Crushing my precious dying Better off, better off dead You don't wanna come around here It's hard for me to show you I care I wanna be myself, I'm too scared I'm too scared Even if it isn't real, I wanna hear it Pour my heart out on the floor and now it's leaking A 2000 on an F and N don't make me squeeze it I don't care if it was all pretend, I wanna feel it M.O.B. cause if I lose it, are you leaving? Bitch, you don't love me, that's a lie, I don't believe it Need make these bitches go insane, y'all done seen it I don't wanna hear it anymore if you don't mean it Don't wanna fall too deep Trust issues, it's too hard to give you all of me Love isn't what you see and what you want it to be I want you all, I just can't give you all of me It's not fair, no matter what, I'm still gonna be here Hard for me to show you I can Crushing my precious die Better off, better off dead You don't wanna come around here Hard for me to show you I can I wanna be myself, I'm too scared Yeah, okay That was Not Fair by The Kid Leroy um featuring corbin aka spooky black yeah man i gave you boys an hour off the off the muscle this week dog come on now was it a good episode i don't know you tell me you dm me on on instagram at downshop xl or dm the podcast page and listen to this white shit and you tell me if you like these freestyle episodes if you like them i'll keep doing them if you don't enjoy them as much as the written episodes i'll make time to do written ones again for sure um but this has been an episode of the Listen to the White Shit Podcast, the home of Potty Miles, the only podcast that encourages you to listen to why you shit, the fastest growing podcast in the history of podcasts. Not Google that. That is a fact. Of who are you going to believe? They give me a Google. They're minding your data right now. Be afraid of them niggas. I've been your host, Dom Sharp. There's two things that's worth every human ass opinions and assholes. I'm so happy to be an asshole with an opinion. Also, um, if you want to look out for the Adrian Selling. The Adrian Sullivan interview later on this week. Uh, like I said, one of the smartest guys I ever talked to in my fucking life. I've talked about a lot of shit for about an hour and 40 minutes, I think. Um, be on the lookout for that. Uh, go to Instagram on follow us on Instagram at listen is why you shit. Follow us on Twitter at listen and shit. Follow my new Twitter page at Uncle Dom XL. Follow my Instagram page at Dom Sharp XL. And um, thanks for listening, boys. Wow. Wow, did you listen to that whole podcast? No, like seriously, the whole thing you listened to? Uh-uh, you're lying. You did not listen to that whole thing. How are you single? Doesn't make how? It doesn't make sense. <laughs> but nah, seriously, Um, thank you. I appreciate you so much for listening to that whole podcast. It means the world to me that you listen to that whole thing. But if you really listen to that whole thing and you enjoyed the content that you just heard, I need you to do me a few favors, okay? I need you to go over to our Instagram page at listen to this while you shit. Go over to our Twitter page at listen and shit and give us a follow on both accounts. And since you're on social media already, 
I need you to share this content with your friends. If you really if you really enjoy the content that you just heard, share it with the people that you fuck with. Post it on your Instagram story. Tweet about it. Post it on Facebook. Doesn't matter to me. Share the content with people so I can grow. If I grow, we grow. This is a family over here, dog. I know that sound like cheesy and shit. That's what like YouTubers say. We're like, no, what's up, fam? Nah, but honestly, like, I appreciate everybody who listens to this. Like, if if like go on my Instagram. Like, I I respond to damn near all the comments to of people who comment on the page. I really want to build a community and I really want you to be a part of this community. And I want your friends to be a part of this community. I want all of us to have inside jokes that only we get from this podcast. So thank you. I appreciate you. And I can't wait to see you next week. Wow. Have a good day.